reality hit me the day when I went to my daughter's school. It was 100 meter race. I looked around. I thought almost everyone is as unfit as me, so it won't be too much of a trouble. We started, and uh, I collapsed after 20, 30 meters. Just like wealth, health, you got to constantly keep building, and it will eventually give you returns. Djokovic or Nadal would not have started their career by saying that we will win 23 Grand Slams. They would have started by saying, "I want to become a good tennis player." Similar is the case uh, in fitness. Outcome is not in your hand, but if the process is good, outcome will be good as well. Parents who get up in the morning, do some exercise. Are you seeing any patterns in the adaptation of the kids when they're seeing something? Kids do what parents do. Kids don't do what parents tell them to do. The moment I started putting so much effort in fitness, my daughters started putting effort in fitness. I think the 20 to 30 lifetime is. A very underrated. That's the fabric of our society. But the most important time is in your thirties. If you are able to keep your body well between thirty to forty, your body will take care of you for the rest of your life. What is your toolkit today for your mental health? Every morning, the calm, soothing, spiritual music that helps me to you know keep my mind cool to meditate. What's again your relationship with food? I'm quite a foodie. The eggs, chicken, fish. I really love eating all of that. I have a cheat day. Once you start to build muscles, once you start to lose fat, you realize that the cheat days actually don't do too much of harm to you. Hi, welcome to the other side. I'm your host Dilip, an entrepreneur and an endurance athlete. In this podcast, we will explore the experiences of high-performing individuals while unpacking their mental and physical fitness routines that took them to where they are. Hi, welcome back to. another new episode of the other side uh, my guest today is anuj singhal anuj is the managing editor of uh, cnbc awas and cnbc bazaar he is uh, perhaps one of the most uh, sought after and well known uh, stock market tv anchor but there is a very unique and interesting other side of him we are not going to talk about uh, what's hot and what's not hot in stock market what you should buy or what you should not but we're going to unfold and unpack the story of father of two uh, a caring partner who in his 40s decided to regain his health and fitness to stay healthy for the longest time for his family his uh, fitness routine uh, the toolkit what he uses to stay healthy mentally and much more so let's uh, get into the podcast and let's talk to anuj anuj thank you for taking time uh, great to have you here Dilip, thank you so much, and uh, you know all the words that you said about me. I didn't know myself, uh, so thank you so much. Uh, it was really flattering, and uh, yes, I mean, as and as you said, uh, uh, thankful that this uh, is not about stocks and you know what to buy, what to sell, and what's looking uh, you know good on the market or not. Uh, good to have a conversation going on something else. Yeah, like I said, I mean, my curiosity is to explore that other side, and um, I think most of the people who follow you know you. know you for a identity which is largely connected to stock market uh, but my curiosity picked when i saw the picture what you posted on twitter uh, because it takes a lot for someone to uh, make an attempt to get there uh, and it's not easy so i want to get started um, with perhaps the most uh, easiest part what was your workout in the morning today okay i think and i don't do much in the morning because i start my day very early Philip, I leave. Uh, I leave home at six o'clock in the morning, so uh, there's not much time left for me to do any morning routine. Though ideally, I would want to uh, do at least a bit of a sprint, or if not a sprint, at least a brisk walk at five a.m. I used to do that long back uh, when I was in my early thirties, uh, uh, but uh, somewhere along the line, you know, sort of just completely lost, you know, track of that. Uh, hopefully, at some point, I can restart. but you know the issue is uh, when you are into your getting into the mid 40s if you have to leave home at 6 am are you anyway are getting up at 5 5:30 uh, 5:15 and if i have to do some morning routine also that would mean you know getting up at 4:30 i think that would be slightly you know taking it too far so 
uh whatever i do i actually do in the evening not not too much in the morning okay so then maybe we should roll back and thank you for being very honest uh i think uh you know that uh, being very genuine matters the most because it's perhaps not about uh what you do at what time it's about the effort what you do so let's roll back and say what was a evening workout yesterday oh yes uh, so yesterday was my uh, normal weight training day uh, i do about uh, 3 days of week uh, weight training with my trainer i mean one out of those three is for functional training where i do body weight uh, other two days uh, as uh, for uh, normal body weight so whatever my coach tells me i do it i mean i don't ask him why are we doing this why are we doing that uh, because he has given me results so like yesterday we focused on legs uh, i think in the next one we'll focus on chest uh, and shoulder and triceps and uh, the one day is for back and biceps uh, and we keep rotating that and uh, alternately uh, i do cardio uh one day of the week i try to do swimming in the evening and on sundays i run sundays i normally run i try to run at least 5 kilometers i am trying to increase it uh if the weather is good i even do 12 to 13 kilometers uh, uh i have promised myself that i'll be doing the half marathon in november this year so i'm training for that so that's what i'm i'm training for so that's and that's uh, mostly my routine is in the evening and that's what i tell people you know because a lot of people ask me that you know when do you get time simple answer is everyone has 24 hours i make it a point delip that if i have to train uh and sometimes if i'm busy uh, with my work even if it means going to gym at 9 pm i'll go i will not miss my gym session if i'm not able to even do the 9 to 10 pm gym and i'm in a mood to exercise i'll go and run at 10 pm before sleeping i'll go and run but if i have to do the exercise that day i have to do it that is something that i'm very clear about if during the entire evening i feel that i won't get a time in that case while i'm in office what i do is i'll just put my airpods i'll just put a kishore kumar playlist and i'll start walking and i'll start you know taking stairs uh, there have been times when i have taken like uh, five floors five times in a row so you know i i go up then take a lift go down take go up again take the lift so it in my head i'm very clear that uh, today i have to do this much today i have to exercise this much i'll do it so there's a lot uh, to unpack i mean i i mean you answered a lot which i wanted to ask further about your routine but uh, let's get to the next uh, uh, i mean there's one about uh, moving uh, movement uh, another is uh, getting right uh, fueling inside your body so what was on your breakfast plate today in the morning ah yeah that's uh, that's a good one so my standard uh, uh, breakfast is i wake up uh, and uh, when i'm going to office i eat a small uh, banana elaichi kela as they call it in mumbai here uh, the very small one uh, and then after that uh, i have a uh, heavy egg uh, egg heavy breakfast at 10:30 okay so is that equivalent to your protein yes so that's uh, i try to eat four eggs uh, around 10:30 either uh, uh, an omelet or uh, you know uh, half fry or boiled eggs uh, so four eggs uh, uh, is what i do at 10:30 then uh, at uh, 12:30 or 1 i have my lunch which is again very heavily into protein so mostly it's grilled chicken or uh, grilled fish or tandoori fish or tandoori chicken i try to avoid any kind of carbs with them there are times when i give into that and have maybe one chapati or something or brown rice uh, so that's for my lunch and uh, then in the evening i have uh, one spoon of uh, Uh, peanut butter uh, that's to take care of the good fat uh, that's also very important by the way good fat and good carb uh, uh, i do that and then uh, uh, i don't eat anything after 6 pm so around 6 6:15 i would have uh, you know another round of uh, you know protein uh, it could be via eggs or uh, chicken or soya or uh, or anything basically uh, and uh, that's it after that i don't I don't take anything. So that's a fairly regimented um, yes. uh, eating uh, routine, right? So Absolutely. there's a lot to unpack. So uh, I mean, I'll get to that, but um, you know, I want to get started uh, with the story of hundred meter, uh, right? Uh, and when we were talking on the phone a few weeks back, I realized um, uh, what is marathon to me is like the hundred meter story to you. So there's a lot which happened in those hundred meters. So I want you to kind of go back and relive that experience to say what is a story because uh, you know somewhere that 100 meter 
made you reimagine and reinvent you, right? So not maybe everyone would know about that story. So do you want to kind of uh, absolutely, get into the trenches? Absolutely. So I, I'll tell you what happened actually. And uh, this was about, uh, I would say, six or seven months back. Dilip, I was uh, not as fit as I am right now. I mean, I'm planning to get even fitter, but uh, I was extremely unfit. Okay, and uh, it's just that you know you don't realize how unfit you become till the reality hits you. And the reality hit me the day when I went to my daughter's school, uh, and uh, she had won a gold medal. She was very happy about it. Uh, both my daughters actually won a gold medal. Uh, I'm talking about the, my, my elder daughter because uh, uh, she is the one who actually uh, you know. What are the champions' names? Uh, Avni. Avni so, and he, Avni and Ananya. So okay. uh, Ananya won a gold medal in uh, painting, and Avni won in. Uh, uh, robotics and uh, you know programming so uh, I was very happy about it uh, then on the last day the school had a surprise they said why don't we have a race for parents and fathers in particular okay and I was I was there at that time uh, so Avni told me that Papa why don't you run uh, it was 100 meter race I looked around I thought okay maybe you know almost everyone is as unfit as me so it won't be too much of a trouble uh, and I said, okay, I'll I'll start it. We started and uh, I collapsed after 20, 30 meters. I just could not run. And then I got up and I slowly limped back to the finish line where Avni was waiting with a water bottle. And she told me, well-tried papa. Now, in that well-tried papa, and because she's a daughter, obviously, there was a lot of care for me. But in her head, she was thinking that... Uh, would my father be able, you know, able to play with me? Would I be able to, when I grow up, have any kind of fun activity with my father? Uh, and I could see that. Uh, so I told myself, look, no, this is not done. And I realized how unfit I was that day because I came home uh, and I was avoiding putting myself on a weighing scale because I knew that I was gaining a lot of weight over the last six months. I knew I was consistently gaining weight, but I didn't want to check because I used to normally hit about 80, 81 kgs. And I used to think that's my peak. That day I noticed I was around 88, 89. And uh, I measured my blood pressure. It was all over the place, like, you know, 150, 100 plus. Uh, then I went for what my doctor told me was the lipid profile test. My cholesterol markers, I mean, the good cholesterol was way down. The bad cholesterol was really shooting off the charts. And the doctor said that, you know, he is surprised that, you know, I haven't had a stroke till now. Uh, he means no words. He said, look, you'll have to completely change your lifestyle and you'll have to get fit. Uh, if you want to really enjoy the company of your daughters, you want to get fit. And I want to tell everyone that uh, I didn't get into fitness because I wanted to look good or I wanted to look ripped. I wanted to get fit because I wanted to spend time with my daughters. As simple as that. I wanted to have fun time with my daughters and that's when I realized, okay, I have to do something about it. So that that was the start, actually. No, uh, yeah, I mean, fascinating, uh, Anuj. And thank you for uh, sharing that once more. I, I know it, it sometimes would uh, strike a chord emotionally as well. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone uh, has a reason, uh, right? It's, uh, like I said, uh, I mean, there's a saying that, you know, everyone is an architect of their own suffering and therefore everyone is also an architect of what uh, they can do good to themselves. So the reason if it comes to someone early in life, good for them. If it's late in life, it's just some much more struggle. But having that uh, metric, uh, that is you want to stay healthy for your daughters for the longest time, uh, would carry and make that uh, reasoning to stay healthy uh, and give more longevity than... I feel if you had said that, you know, I probably won't want to get a six pack or you want to run fast or whatever, because yeah, you will outgrow that goal, uh, uh, right? And for the longest time, as uh, the kids are growing, uh, you will have that nagging reason that you have to show up and be healthy for them. It could be 100 meter, it could be a 10 kilometer, whatever that could be, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. I want to tell everyone, uh, in any case, you know, I mean, six pack is... Uh, just good for the optics, right? Uh, I mean, because uh, the Bollywood actors need it. Uh, some really fit people get to there. You don't really need to have a six-pack to, to be healthy. Uh, you just need to be able to do some regular stuff. Like if you can, for example, climb five stairs 
विदाउट हफिंग एंड पफिंग दैट्स इट फाइव फ्लो से इन वन गो यू कैन डू यूर ओके इफ यू कैन जॉग से फाइव टू टेन किलोमीटर्स एंड आफ्टर दैट डोंट फील यू नो टू बैड अबाउट इट और यू नो नॉट योर बॉडी इज नॉट फीलिंग टू टायर्ड यूर ओके यू आर फिट सो दैट्स वॉट यू वॉन्ट टू डू एंड आई थिंक आई अग्री विद योर पॉइंट बिकॉज माई रीजन ऑफ गेटिंग फिट वॉज to be able to enjoy my life and to be able to play to be able to you know uh, uh, run to be able to cycle with my daughter for example she's uh, really she and me now really uh, on the weekends uh, try to do cycling uh, and we trying to pick up the pace etc so if your eventual aim is to do that i think then you are in in it for the long haul what happens is sometimes and i have been guilty of that in the past in the past what i have done is uh, resort to a lot of the get fit fast you know just get fit and after that not able to maintain it because you know get into crash diets for example or too much of running or too much of gymming and all that uh, just take protein shakes or whatever uh, i had done that long back uh, and i found that that was not sustainable this time it's been sustainable because uh, i mean i took it as a marathon i didn't take it like a sprint that i had to do it i had to do it in one month i didn't give myself any time based targets i started doing it the you know results started to show and once results start to show after that you know the process takes over after that you know it motivates you to keep doing you know keep going for it and that's how it happened well one more thing that you know i want to tell everyone is that uh, while my story seems inspirational getting into 40s is tough so you should stay fit not just for your kids when you you know get old that okay now i'll stay happy uh, for my kids or i'll become healthy for my kids you should stay healthy for yourself in your 20s you should take care of yourself but the most important time is in your 30s 30 to 40 is the time when i mean if you are able to keep your body well between 30 to 40 your body will take care of you for the rest of your life yeah so yeah. that i think is most important and once you get into 40s you realize how different it is it's it's been very difficult this time around for me than it was in my 30s no, totally i'm absolutely uh, agree to you because i think the 20 to 30 lifetime is a very underrated because uh, most uh, human both men and women uh, that age they have income they have uh, you know sustainability in terms of aspirational values they want to buy stuff they want to travel stuff and therefore staying healthy is never that priority for them sir right uh, and that's the fabric of our society because that's where chasing dreams uh, and pursuing your endless goals come in but if that anchoring is not um, solid and foundational it starts trickling down as you said in your 40s and it probably will get super worse as you got 50s and 60s right uh, you know interesting parallel as you were talking about and uh, you know i can't help but uh, bring this up that because you come from the stock market background um there's also this uh, uh, analogy and narrative that uh, in stock market too you should not think about making money uh, overnight uh you know don't do going for you know over the night uh, tricks uh, right and that's the same parallel i just realized in um, life and generally in uh, health right i mean as um, i think charlie munger had said right the the uh, the most unknown wonder or the eighth wonder is the uh, the benefits of compounding, compounding interest exactly. right so just like wealth just like knowledge health you got to constantly keep building and it will eventually give you returns if you want those short term uh, quick fix solution is just not going to sustain exactly you know i'll tell you one thing uh, Uh, one of my mentors uh, he's unfortunately no more he used to tell me that uh, trading is like your real life you know what you are in real life you are in trading and same is the case with sports so sports life and markets they are like same you know djokovic or nadal would not have started their career by saying that we will win 23 grand slams they would have started by saying i want to become a good tennis player and after that i just want to keep consistently playing good tennis the fact that both of them or roger federer before that were able to win more than 20 grand slam is because they played played good tennis okay if they would have started by saying that i'll win 20 grand slams they would not have won okay similarly in markets if you start with an assumption that i will make 1 crore in this trade or i'll make 2 crores in this financial year chances are that you will not you will lose money but if you tell yourself that look i'll keep discipline i'll buy good stocks i'll hold them i'll 
you know keep my stop losses i will maintain the rules of good trading chances are that over next 6 months or one year or so you know you will make money making money will be a by product of being disciplined similar is the case uh, in fitness obviously you need to have some goals i had a goal that you know i would uh, want to hit say less than 70 kg i was 89 i wanted to be under 70 but i didn't keep any time target you know i didn't say that you know okay i'll become fit in 3 months i'll become fit in 6 months i'll become fit in 12 months i'll start working on my fitness routine then let's see how long it takes i managed to do it much earlier than i thought i will but that is because you know you focus on the process outcome is not in your hand but if the process is good outcome will be good as well in most cases of course there's a bit of a luck angle as well but otherwise in most cases if the process is good the outcome is good yeah i i think absolutely attest to it this is about consistency right i mean just like any other process if you just keep that consistency level you will eventually get the outcome uh you know talking about pace uh you posted the other day that you recently hit your 5k pr uh right uh i don't know if everyone knows about it so i want you to tell how much was that pr and just talk through that process because the first day when you got out i think pretty much similar what you said you must be huffing and puffing and it might have taken you a structured process over a period of time to get to that pr so talk through that and uh, you said in the beginning running is one form of that programming in your overall fitness routine so just talk through that process what was the pr and how much time it took you from day 0 to that pr yeah so uh, the personal best that i had uh, the personal record was uh, uh, 28 minutes uh, for 5 kilometers uh, uh, it's been consistently uh, coming down uh, when i started uh, i used to take about uh, 42 to 45 minutes uh and that also uh, by the end of it i was really huffing and puffing and uh almost on the verge of collapsing uh then i started to lose weight and when you start to lose weight automatically it's almost like you know when you're running uh with a 20 kg uh, say weight uh, sack on your body obviously you will be able to, you'll be, you'll be running slow all of a sudden imagine giving up that uh, that weight and then running obviously you'll be able to you know run faster so i've given up 20 kg of my body weight so obviously my knees my legs they're able to you know take my weight much better now uh, so it took me about 6 months to move from 45 46 minutes for 5 km to around 28 29 minutes uh, and uh, look again i'm telling you this now i don't want to reduce it any further because i am not in this to you know uh become some kind of an athlete i don't want to risk injury to my body i know that this is now my near peak and <clears throat> i don't want to challenge my body so i i'm happy with 28 minutes for 5 kilometers if i'm able to translate this now my goal is to translate this into less than an hour for 10 kilometers and maybe less than 2 hours for a half marathon or let's say 2 hours and a bit 2 hours and say 20 minutes or something if i'm able to do half marathon that's good that's good enough for me to maintain a pace i think that's most important no i can't uh, you know i mean the more you t- uh, speak i mean i can't help but to keep connecting the dots to the uh, the capital markets yeah. because you know for everything i think i see the reflection it's just not about you know going in depth uh you know then how do you extrapolate that and you just put it very well like i mean how can that convert into a 10k timing and how because you're you're growing uh you know in a different tangent uh, although you may not be growing at a 5k level but you're growing in a different tangent and you're progressing to a 10k half marathon and uh, hopefully very soon a full marathon but yeah maybe next year yeah i mean next year hopefully when we sit together we'll be talking about either post marathon or a training of marathon but uh, no it's it's interesting and you know uh, does this therefore uh, uh what i wanted to understand is that is that ability to draw a parallel coming naturally to you because of that background or you are you have to make an effort to connect those identities of your life because uh, let's say 9 to 6 you have an identity and 6 to you know post you have a different identity so are you making an effort to draw that parallel or is it coming very naturally it's coming very naturally to me as I, you know as i told you uh, i view my job my my uh, free time uh, my leisure activity all of that as one and i feel that i'm if i'm good at one i'll be good at the other and trust me uh, you know there was a time when uh, i was uh, going through this uh, when i was really unfit 
and I was uh, really not doing well at my job also. Uh, and uh, I was not getting my market calls right. I was making a lot of errors. Is Sorry, is that the dark period you said, which yes. is April 21 to February yes. 23? Yes. Okay. Yes. So during that period, I was making a lot of wrong calls. And uh, because earlier, my, you know, I used to think that, you know, okay, I'm uh, pretty good at reading the market. But uh, I, all of that went haywire. But when I started to get fit, all of a sudden, uh, my market reading also became better. And that happens. You know, your, your ability to judge situation improves. Your ability to, you know, make good judgments. Your ability to make, uh, uh, you know, especially when you are stuck uh, in a situation where you need to make uh, judgment one way or the other. I think all of that improves when you're physically fit. When you're physically fit, you're mentally fit. And the combination of that, I think, leads to super results. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that comes naturally to me. Uh, and, you know, the same discipline then you expect from your team also. So, for example, now uh, I get very angry if uh, someone from my team uh, is not able to make it to work because he or she is not well. You know, because in my dictionary that does not exist anymore. You know, I don't see why people should be missing work because, you know, they're not well. You should be taking care of yourself. You know, if you're taking care of yourself, you will not fall sick. So uh, all of that, I think, uh, is correlated. And as I said, uh, uh, you know, uh, I used to draw a lot of parallels between, uh, for example, uh, you know, I used to get uh, inspired by Imran Khan a lot. You know, I used to watch his videos and very inspiring videos. He used to make these points that, you know, you have to be fit. You have to be fit physically. You have to be fit mentally. You have to be there. You have to, every morning, you have to go out and hit the, you know, hit the practice. You can't say that, no, today I'm not feeling well, so I will, I will not. You need to get the discipline. And once the discipline is there, no, after that, you feel bad if you miss a single day. You know, uh, for example, there have been days when I feel, you know, in the morning that, you know, okay, I have fever or whatever, I don't want to go to office. But then, you know, inside you say, no, 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 just, just go. You'll be fine. Just go to office. You'll be fine. I think uh, it's... One year back, I would have just messaged, I'm not coming today. Not anymore. I'll just get up, go to work, finish my day and then come home. Yes, yeah, uh, you know, as you said, I was remembering it, the Michael Phelps once said that uh, showing up every day is a superpower. So when his competitors were taking day offs, he was going out and doing extra swim sometimes twice a day. Uh, because that would give him the edge than when his competitors, when they said that they want a day off. So, uh, yeah, just kind of showing up on a daily basis would build you, uh, you know, that consistency to kind of keep, um, uh, have that ability to kind of see what is helping you and kind of uh, keep exactly. building this up. Yeah, right? as, as I said that, you know, for, for Usain Bolt, uh, for the uh, six gold medals that he would have won, Technically, on the field, he would have run 60 seconds. Yeah. We only see that. Yeah. But outside the field, he would have uh, run 60 months more, yeah. perhaps. So Much more. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, no, you, you made a tweet, uh, and I want to quote, it said, uh, you know, losing weight is more of a mental challenge than physical challenge. Uh, I want you to elaborate what does that mean? I think the toughest part is to get up from your bed and go to your door. Once you're able to make that journey, uh, and once you're able to go down, and once you're able to go to gym, half the battle is won. You know, when you're unfit, especially, you know, because there's a lot of hormonal changes which happen when you're unfit. When you're unfit, uh, you'll always have two choices. At Like, for example, I always had two choices uh, when I used to go home at 4 o'clock. Either to go to gym, or go down and run, or go for swimming, or just, you know, open the fridge, open a bottle of beer, have some snacks, watch Netflix, and relax. When you're unfit, invariably, you will choose the latter option. But once you decide that, you know, you want to get fit, uh, mentally, if you start to make that, you know, progress, it will be tough. I'm telling you, it won't be easy. And especially if once you become fat, uh, it becomes tough after that to sort of motivate yourself. And then there's so many times, for example, when I started my running, uh, you know, I would go down and see so many fit people. You know, and my society is like, you know, there's so many fit people. We actually send the highest number of people to marathon every year as a society. So, you know, when you go down and you see there's so many people who are so fit and all and running so fast, there are a lot of times when you have self-doubts, you know, that, you know, okay, I don't want to run. You know, people will laugh at me. Uh, 
you know because uh, i am not even running at half the pace of what they are running so these are all the mental challenges you know that you'll have to overcome but once you start doing that it will be easy i think the one best way of doing that is to tell yourself that you're answerable only to yourself you're only answerable to yourself and just enjoy it you know the process just enjoy the process it will be tough but if you start enjoying it i think uh, that's half the battle one your body will never give up your mind will always give up first i am telling you your body will never give up even the marathoners and all they'll tell you this everyone will tell you this you know you you you, you see uh, you know for example i don't know uh, because i'm a big tennis fan i still remember the 2012 australian open australian final open, between yeah, yeah. nadal Rafa and uh, dokovic yeah. uh, and you know their their mind just never gave up the long and, uh, the, the the longest and the best exactly, finals ever exactly and even in the 6th hour they were both playing great tennis as if they just started fresh so the body will always be with you if your mind is there the body has no other option the body will be with you obviously uh, if you have injury and all that's a different thing but otherwise uh, the biggest battle in losing weight is mental it's not physical i know tell me that time frame what you said the darkest hours and you've publicly put it out there and uh, really appreciate you uh, being upfront and vulnerable because i feel sometimes being vulnerable is a superpower because now this i mean you're letting go all the your inhibitions and you're being very genuine so uh that darkest hours um it didn't come naturally to you at any point of time where you felt that you know that toolkit of probably going back and uh, staying healthy and fit could course correct uh, what was that thought process which kind of kept you know kept you aloof from that ability to think uh, going through the health channel but instead you know work on that was there any touch point when you realized that okay maybe now i should go back and figure it out staying healthy or it was so dark that it just didn't strike to you no it was uh, it was very dark frankly it was very dark and uh, i think i had reached a stage where uh, uh, you know i was having uh, some uh, really bad thoughts okay Uh, about life itself and uh, and there were times when i would say that look i mean there's no no space for such thoughts uh, you know you get to get out of those uh, but uh, i mean i was uh, as i you know sort of uh, put it in my blog and some of my closest friends uh, who were really with me my family uh, would know this uh, that i went through some some really dark period what also helped me really was that uh, i had some a really super cool bosses okay who understood uh, that okay there's a problem with this guy and uh, all of them helped me uh, and i think uh, maybe because you know i've worked with the same company for almost 20 years uh, uh, or you know obviously that also helped but uh, so i got support all around you know i got support from my family especially from uh, my mother and my siblings uh, and uh, i got support from uh, my friends and my bosses everyone everyone of course was there for me so that i think uh, is something which uh, which really helped me but yeah i mean i you know I, that space was so dark i get you know i shudder to even think about that now i don't even want to think about it it was that dark i could imagine today anuj when you uh, when you've kind of evolved uh, just like in your physical routine you have a toolkit to perhaps run swim cycle get to the gym what is your toolkit today for your mental health what are the things which you realize you couldn't do and you're doing right now to get to a steady mental health situation okay so i i mean i don't know if it's slightly controversial or not but again when i was going through that dark period i lost faith in god and spirituality and i even reached a stage where i was even cursing god okay because i was while i was not the most religious person but i always believed in religion i always believed in spirituality uh i reached a stage where i was literally cursing gods and uh, that is when i think when i started to get fit one day you know i started to get back to you know listening to for example i listened to uh, the geeta sar or i listened to hanuman chalisa on a daily basis uh, the two things geeta sar and uh, hanuman chalisa i used to listen on a daily basis 
Then in this dark phase, I stopped doing that because I said nothing doing. I don't believe in all of that. Then I started doing it again. And I think that has helped me a lot. Uh, you know, every morning, uh, the calm, soothing, spiritual music, that helps me to, you know, keep my mind cool, to meditate. And uh, I think that for me has been quite helpful. So you are also in a way uh, sought after public face, right? Uh, for different aspects in life. So there is a large audience which look up to you in terms of who you are in the stock market space. Uh, you're also a face in the broadcast media. So you also have a certain power in terms of what you yeah. say, who you say. Uh, with that also comes a lot of fallback uh, responsibility. And there's a fallback because um, as they say, you know, they're haters and lovers, right? And with every hate uh, also comes a huge mental setback because one small word can put you down and could also roll you back into it can impact you mentally right and i hope you don't but i'm i'm uh, i'm assuming uh, it uh, you might be frequently experiencing those bouts because you're out there in public right so in situations like that what's usually your protocol uh, i mean when something nasty comes your way uh, how do you react how do you kind of still get back the semblance of uh, mentally being you know, ignorant to these things? You know, the answer to that is very simple. Uh, my father always used to tell me that uh, you should always count your blessings <coughs> more than anything else. And, you know, I think it's there for everyone to see. You open any of my tweets. If you will find, say, 100 comments, 90 of them would be very positive. Okay, I'm not exaggerating. 90 of them would be very positive. Around 4 or 5 of them would be slightly, you know, uh, critical and the rest three or four would be abuses okay which is something that you can't wish away you're a public figure that will come your way Rafa for example on his feet would be getting a lot of hate I think Shah Rukh Khan would be getting a lot of hate and I mean we are nothing in comparison to them we are just very small I mean in our own field perhaps uh, a decent celebrity but in the larger scheme of things very small celebrity so in that sense I always look at the brightest side I look at those 90 positive messages and those negative messages that come to me, Dilip, uh, I what, what I do is I just mute them. Look, I am very clear about it. I am all for constructive feedback, constructive criticism also. And if you counter me with facts without getting abusive, I am okay. Where I draw a line is if someone just abuses me. That's when I just simply mute a block and move on. Simple. Earlier it used to impact me a lot. Again, when I was going through the dark phase. But now, I don't care. I just look at the, you know, for every one bad comment that I get, I look at the 10 good comments that I get again, and I'm happy about it, and I move on. Yeah, so I mean, it reminds me something like a law of proportional size. Like in, back in the days in school, I remember uh, when I wouldn't score good, I would look at the topper, how much he or she has scored. Yeah. And if he or she also haven't scored that well, it's just an assurance to me, okay, I'm not that bad because if the topper has scored 75 and I am probably at 55, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still uh, I'm still okay. So, I mean, I, I think uh, I get what you're saying because often in life it happens that when we counter and we cross paths with problem, we just have to put visualize the situation. What if it was a 10x bigger problem? Absolutely. And then that suddenly looks uh, very miniature. Absolutely. I think uh, there's a, a very interesting video of Jackie Shroff, which is available on YouTube, where he's talking about the fact that, look, everyone's life has got some problem. Everyone is battling something or the other. You don't know about their battles. Okay. But you will always find at least 10 people around you who would be fighting much tougher battles and much bigger battles than you are. Yes, you will always find those people who are happier than you. But then, you know, so you have to find, you have to find happiness in what you have. Yeah, no, no, well, very well said. Uh, so yeah, you, you spoke about your uh, usual uh, routine in terms of fitness. So, uh, so Monday to Friday, you are at work and Saturday, Sunday is off for you. Uh, typically, what's the routine once you get back to get back from work? Um, you probably might be doing some physical regime. Uh, what's usually a post your routine? Like, how does it go back till, you're, till you hit your bed? What's, what's your routine like? So uh, what I do, Dilip, is because as you said, uh, Saturday and Sunday is uh, my holiday. So I try to maximize that. 
so uh, saturday i uh, do my heaviest weightlifting and uh, sunday i do running uh, so that's back to back so monday i take off and monday in any case my gym is closed and my swimming pool is closed so in that sense for maintenance so in that sense uh, it works for me that i take monday off so monday is when i keep all my meetings monday evenings uh, uh, from 3:30 to 6:30 7 is uh, for all my meetings people normally keep their meetings on friday i keep all my meetings on monday because i have adjusted my timetable according to my fitness schedule so monday i take care of all of that yes uh, on tuesday i do weight training uh normally it's 5 to 6 but uh, sometimes 6 to 7 also depending on uh, what time my trainer is free so tuesday and thursday the two days i am very particular about that this is the time zone so tuesday and thursday i don't fix any meetings because uh, unless of course you know it's really urgent and really big which is something which i mean i can't do without so tuesday and thursday is reserved for my weight training wednesday is one day where again i, I try to do meetings or i stay in office uh, maybe sometimes for longer to finish the work etc uh, but even on wednesday i try to do swimming or cardio even if it's at 8 pm or 9 pm uh, but i try to do something on wednesday friday is when uh, friday gets really interesting because friday is normally when because there's so many pending requests by the end of the week uh, to meet people uh, social obligations uh, friday is one day where you have to do that <clears throat> and friday i'm in office for longer because i'm doing a weekend show also so friday what i do is uh, till 5 i'm in office and after that i try to fix a couple of meetings or whatever and <coughs> i try to be home by 8 8:30 and friday evening i try to go for brisk walk because uh, then next day i know that i have to again go for heavy training so friday evening i go for brisk walk or cycling keep it light basically yeah that's so, it so so your life seems to be a very regulated and regimented in terms of your calendar program right? it's program it's yeah. almost every week is same program so uh, like uh, it gives me an impression that your work uh, like for most people meetings are on your ca- on their calendar for you even your exercise routine is on your calendar uh, right and um, Uh, considering that the work what you do i would assume it won't come that very easy because you are again prioritizing that evening 5 to 7 for your fitness than something else uh, which perhaps is not part so is it and considering you have evolved is it has it been easy or challenging to get to that state where you say this is a priority for me and therefore it's slotted on my calendar and therefore a lot of other people who requires attention doesn't get that or uh, you know you had to really make your way out to just to kind of make it programmed no no i think that's a very good question uh, so you know what happens is uh, i mean when you start to learn say driving a car right it's tough once you do that for 20 years after that you program right uh, you, you you know how to ride a car and at that time you can do a lot of things you know you can listen to music times even if it's legal talk on phone by using bluetooth or whatever and you're programmed to uh, drive the car i think what i do is because i wake up early and mornings i'm very clear about that morning is for my work so i get in my car at 6 am and i start reading so my actually i reach office at 6:30 but i get in my car at 6 am and from 6 am my work starts i open my laptop uh, and i start working 6 am i am on the work and uh, by the time i reach office i am done half way through my research uh, the rest half is done after i reach office and uh, because uh, i have to make sure that my viewer gets the best at 8 am i owe everything to my viewer at that time i can't be thinking about you know my fitness re- regime or what i will do in the evening at that time the only thing i'm thinking about is how will my viewer benefit from you know my show and keep in mind i am in a field in which people make a lot of investment in trading decision based on my research okay and there's a lot of trust factor you know i talk about you know okay today the market is looking weak or today the market is looking strong and on the day when i say today the market is looking weak people actually short on and on the day when i say today the market is looking strong people actually buy okay so by the end of the day i don't want people to be losing money because of me invariably it will happen despite my best efforts and that's part of luck but consciously i want to make sure that at least my calls are right 
So for that, there's a lot of research required. So once I get into my car at 6 a.m., 6 to 7.30, 7.45, that one, one and a quarter hour, uh, you know, one, one, one and a half hour window is only for my research and for my work. I don't let any other thought, you know, enter my brain at that time. And once I start my show at 8 a.m., 8 to 10.30, I'm on air. It's just that, 8 to 10.30. After that, I have my breakfast. Then 11.30 to 12, I do another show. Again, just focus on that. Then 12 is my lunchtime. 12.30 is my lunchtime. 12.30 to 1. After that, at 1 p.m., I start preparing for my 2 p.m. show. Okay. I'm only doing that. And 2 to 3.30, again, I do my show. 3.30, as soon as it's 3.30, market closed, I switch off. Simple. I am not thinking about what are we going to do tomorrow. And that, the way you toggle, hmm. is there something you've worked or has it it's come, come to naturally to me? Okay. It's come naturally to me. One advantage that we have is that uh, compared to a lot of other professions, for example, in investment banking, right? Uh, you're thinking about the deal that you're working in. Okay. Or you're working in the next big CEO that you have to hire or whatever. For me, it's daily routine. Market closes at 3.30. After that, I don't care. Then my viewer comes back to me next morning. Because I have a set viewer. After 3.30, I'm not looking at any new trajectory of viewers that, okay, I have to now address this set of viewer also. My viewer is very loyal. He'll come to me. He or she will come to me at 8 a.m. And he or she will switch off at 3.30. So that's the advantage that I have. That, uh, okay, at 3.30, I can literally switch off and come back next morning. Um, no, interesting point to segue. Um, so in the beginning, we uh, you actually went in detail. Thank you for that, for talking about your nutritional uh, programming. Um, uh, tell me, what's your, uh, what's again your relationship with food now? Is it a means to help you uh, replenish and get to that system which allows you to perform both at work and otherwise? Or uh, is it just anything gets into your system and you just need to kind of uh, you know, satiate whatever your hunger pangs are. No, no, no. I'm actually, uh, see, I'll tell you one thing. I'm quite a foodie. And uh, luckily for me, uh, all the food that I eat is also very tasty. For example, the eggs, chicken, fish. I really love eating all of that. Uh, uh, and uh, this is something that uh, uh, I, anyway, it's not something as if it's a boring food or something. I really like eating all of that. Uh, plus, I have a, I have a cheat day. I, I have a cheat day. Uh, I think it's very important. And once you start to build muscles, once you start to lose fat, you realize that, uh, you know, the cheat days actually don't do too much of harm to you. Okay. And uh, like, you know, I occasionally enjoy my beer as well. Uh, and uh, I mean, obviously over the weekend, I love to, on Friday especially, I love to have a pint of beer and some snacks along with that. So yeah, I mean, food, I, look, I mean, you got one life, you have to live it. It's just that <clears throat> you, you need to, uh, you need to do everything in controlled manner. Okay. Once a week, it's fine. Uh, it should not become a daily habit. Okay. Uh, for other days, food for me is just to keep myself going. But yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy, I mean, having good food. What's your, uh, again, protocol around social media, like we said, you got, I mean, that's also in today's world. A uh, significant, significant part of, of a life as you dedicate to work, to personal life, right? So is there a, again kind of a routine or is it like need basis on demand? Like you have a structure just like your check-ins in your physical fitness routine and your work. Do you have a check-in time or is it uh, kind of on demand? On demand. Whenever I uh, have anything nice to say, I put it. Uh, I went through a period where I was putting a lot of controversial stuff on uh, social media and then I realized it was not worth it. And... Uh, Simply, you know, when I, whenever I'm about to post a tweet, I just ask myself, is this going to do any kind of value add to my viewer? If the answer to that is no, then regardless of how tempting it is, I won't tweet it. I've stopped tweeting completely about politics. I used to do that a lot. Now, no matter what happens, you would not find a single tweet of mine, political tweet of last two years. And you said it's not... <laughs> Worth it? Is it because it was doing, uh, it was causing any harm to you, or you just realize that it's not adding value to it? It's anyone? not adding value. It's causing harm because you know, especially when you have so much of uh, right now in the kind of environment where in which the people are either on the left or on the right, and there's no sort of middle path. 
it becomes very tough it's better to avoid it okay and uh, then on social media the uh, popular app started to put a lot of uh, reels uh, that's become my new sort of uh, go to social media thing uh, uh, i'm enjoying it and uh, i mean things evolve social media itself is evolving uh, twitter used to be the thing uh, 3 years back it's instagram now so obviously i am also trying to evolve along with it uh, i take inspiration from uh, you know uh, someone i i won't name but uh, you know a 70 year old guy who actually has a large instagram following who is a regular guest on my channel and i'm thinking if he can do it uh, at 70 uh, i can also do it so no great yeah i mean yeah i can uh, totally attest to it because i guess, i think it's it's about finding a comfort in what you do for some people uh, these things won't come naturally for some people it's just a fabric of life it's about uh, like i said what you do and how you use the platform uh, you know either you can uh, make it as a tool to share knowledge or you could also uh use it as a tool to play status games about uh, yeah. flamboyance right so um, no i mean uh, you know uh, i think for me what really caught my attention was when you had uh, really put out your journey uh, which is also like i said a unique other side because that won't come naturally to someone who's mostly talking about stock and capital markets so uh, and and uh, thanks to that you know we are sitting here and talking about this talk to me about uh, this new found identity amongst your daughters now uh, i know you know you said uh, you know that weekend time is very sacred because now you get to do a lot of activities what i'm more interested to know is that are you seeing any patterns or have you seen any patterns when parents are perhaps not giving health and fitness a priority it is not doing that impact or benefit to their kids vis-a-vis parents who you know get up in the morning do some exercise or in the evening doing exercise and the kids seeing are you seeing any patterns in the adaptation of the kids when they're seeing something and has something i mean are you seeing that trend in amongst your daughters now you know i'll uh, uh, i'll tell you a story uh, it's just a short story which i read uh, <clears throat> you know there was uh, this uh, mother who was very concerned about uh, her son eating a lot of sugar okay so she one day took uh, uh, took her son to a doctor and uh, told the doctor that uh, sir you know this boy eats a lot of sugar and i'm very worried what should i do the doctor said okay uh, you know give it a week come back to me after one week and uh, i'll do something <clears throat> so the mother goes back after one week and the doctor tells the boy that look sir eating so much sugar is not good for your health you should not be eating so much sugar the woman was you know perplex she said you could have said this last week right why do you tell me that come back after one week and then tell me this the doctor said because look i myself eat a lot of sugar so how could i tell this boy that you know you should not eat too much sugar so for one week i stopped eating sugar and that's when i told her so earlier when i used to tell my daughter uh, avni that you know you should go out and uh, join striders for example and run she would not give it too much importance because i was not doing it right you know if you tell your kids stop watching tv but if you yourself are watching tv trust me they will not stop watching tv but if you stop watching tv yourself and start doing constructive things kids will start doing constructive things kids do what parents do kids don't do what parents tell them to do okay for every parent i'm telling you that your kids will do what you do they will not do what you tell them to do the moment i started putting so much effort in fitness my daughter started putting effort in fitness herself she is very clear that she wants to go for a swimming she is very clear she wants to go for a striders run and i am happy she is very clear that you know on one this day she wants to go for a gymnastic classes so that makes a lot of difference yeah i mean i can i mean, absolutely agree i have a 2 year old and uh, at home i have started seeing that when i am exercising he's coming up to me he's exercising he already knows that his dad is a runner because he sees when he wakes up i'm for that reason i'm not there so when i'm back uh, he knows that i'm come back from a run he can pinpoint on the wall that my medals are there so he yeah. knows i am a runner and you i have see, that medal ball i, mean, I have a medal ball uh, yeah. so i mean of course it's these are n- no winning medals but these are participating medals, medals which yeah. i have done so yeah. uh, so i have that uh, ball where uh, you know if someone points him out to him what the medal is he will point to the medal so as and he just two years so as he growing he knows that his uh, mom and dad are giving priority to fitness because in seeing that and i'm seeing that in the past also right i mean 
for example, in a society, every parent wants their kid to be, um, uh, you know, high priority to reading books, but uh, they themselves are not reading books. Exactly. Right. So it's just too unfair to expect your kids to pick up a book and read when you are perhaps watching TV or you're on social exactly, media. Exactly. Right. So yeah, it's ironical, but I think uh, well to the point you said, yeah, I mean, kids would never want to listen what you want them to do. They would rather see and have a reflection. Kids will simply are. do. Kids, kids are your reflection. Yeah. I mean, what you are, your kids become. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah. Has that uh, impact now, uh, uh, kind of uh, also resonated to your workplace. Uh, the Anuj single of three, four years back and this reimagined. Uh, do you see your colleagues, your workplace having uh, uh, some reflection to this new person, this new colleague and boss? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I've found, uh, you know, people have newfound respect for me. <clears throat> Not that they didn't respect me earlier, but uh, I think uh, uh, I have I've motivated a lot of people, Philip. I, I can say that a lot of people come to me and ask me for, you know, fitness, not tips, but, uh, you know, the motivation. Uh, they discuss their problems with me. Uh, they feel that I am someone who can be, you know, help to them and, you know, I'll be able to solve their problems. Uh, they look up to me a lot. Uh, uh, I have noticed it in my own team, for example, uh, you know, a lot of people who have made it a point now that, look, I mean, whatever happens, we have to be there every morning and we have to be there <clears throat> because you know we have a leader who makes it a point to come to office on time every day so i think uh, yeah that translate uh, that translates into team and i got a good team touchwood so that's yeah that's god's been kind so what's next in terms of um Elevating this experience, you spoke about bit about the running and you've made it very aptly clear that you're not there for the optics. So it's not about uh, the the inches on the waist, or it's not about the pounds which are going from the body fat. But uh, what's what's new and what uh, what's something which is keeping you picking that goal setting radar up in terms of how you are uh, kind of accelerating to your health? Yeah, no, it's it's about that as well. <laughs> Trust me, I mean, uh, you know, I recently. I was able to fit back into the jeans that, you know, I had in college, for example. Uh, I mean, obviously not the same pair, but uh, same kind of jeans and same size. So, uh, so to get to 32 waist and all, uh, that obviously has helped me a lot. Uh, I think my next aim is to, as I said, uh, is to be able to do this uh, marathon, half marathon consistently, is to be able to you know, do say 50 kilometers of cycling. My daughter is growing up, uh, at, you know, just to be able to do that with her. I think uh, that if I'm able to do that, 10 rounds of my swimming pool, if I'm able to do that and I'm able to enjoy it, that's it. I mean, I really don't, beyond a point, want to get into comrades or, you know, that 100 kilometer run and all that. I don't think I want to do that, frankly. I will not do that also, frankly. Uh, for me, what I'm doing right now, if I'm you know, able to sustain what I'm doing right now, I'll be happy, frankly. What is the new thing which, uh, we, we spoke a lot about uh, the newness in your life, but uh, what is something which is still nagging you and you feel if you can crack that part is possibly can help you become more, I, can't, I won't call it healthier, but it will bring more 10x productivity and efficiency in you. I think, I think where I heard was uh, while growing up, I was... A decent enough athlete. Okay, I used to play a lot of outdoor games. Uh, I sort of never capitalized on that. Uh, okay, now for example, I play tennis with my friends. Uh, but it's been on and off. Uh, I think I can, I should focus a bit more on playing. Maybe one sport, maybe tennis it is. But uh, that's something that I want to focus on, yeah. So going back to the t tweet, we said that uh, having that one or two quality friends... Uh, that matters. So it's more about uh, quality uh, than quantity, right? Is there something you still stick around or uh, that one or two has probably, is probably four or five or any other number? Yeah, I mean, I think four or five. Uh, look, uh, <clears throat> you know, what I have realized over the last two years is that uh, you really have just four or five really close friends. The rest, everyone is just there. And uh, you can count on those four or five people who were there with you when, you know, you really needed them. So I think four or five is a good number. I mean, ideally, you would want to have more. 
but frankly four or five you're lucky if it's four or five normally it's one or two but if you're four or five such good friends you're sorted for life these are the speed dial guys whom you can call any time of the day and night and you are they're out there for you uh, not even speed dial i'll uh, you know uh, remember some of their numbers all oh, right okay but so So, so that's yeah. even more richer in terms of that uh, yeah. you have the numbers uh you know stored uh, somewhere so that yes. you can dial them quickly yes oh, excellent no uh, super fun uh, uh, anuj like i said um, the idea was to explore this other side uh, you know tell uh, what's unique uh, what made you reimagine and reinvent who you are today because often at times uh, you know as we kind of pursue this life of ours we kind of forget uh there is a new like i mean you can always come back and find the new passion in beyond what you're doing i know it i mean i don't want to sound cliche here but for every uh 30 year old guy today uh and i want you to tell that something for the 40 year old yeah, but yeah. for every 30 year old guy today what is the one thing you you would want to say male or female uh what they could do perhaps tomorrow to shun procrastination and to do that first step which could help them Uh, build consistency i think for if you're if you're in 30s uh, you decide that this many hours i need to dedicate to fitness after that you put your schedule accordingly okay you decide that 3 hours of gym 3 hours of you know uh, running or swimming or whatever this much i have to do simple and this much i have to do for my future for myself not for anyone else simple and <clears throat> that should be your routine for next 10 years and you tell yourself that if i'm able to do it for next 10 years after that i'll be sorted trust me if you're able to do it for 10 years after that you won't leave it okay you will keep doing it because that's what i've seen the fit people do i mean i'm hoping that if i'm able to do it for 10 years that becomes so entrenched in my life uh, so for 30 year old that's what i would say for a 40 year old i would add that watch out what you're eating apart from what you're working out on because you know once you start to get into your 40s a lot of what your body will do comes from kitchen and not from gym so you know you can't be if you go to gym and at the same time eating uh, you know unhealthy stuff you know when when i go to the gym what does my trainer ask the first thing what did you eat he doesn't ask me that you know what kind of fitness uh, you know uh regime did you follow did you do any steps today how many steps did you do how many stairs did you take every time he asks me what did you eat today so when you get into your 40s apart from what you have to do into your 30s plus focus on what you are eating uh no anuj uh, no it's been super exciting uh, and uh, it, it was such a fun to uh unpack that other side of yours uh, i think it's very important for the audience and the purpose uh, i do these conversations is essentially to um you know create uh, that understanding that is never too late i mean it might sound cliche but uh, it is never too late it's about finding that reason and everyone has their own reason it's finding that reason i had a reason you had a reason and everyone has a reason perhaps they don't have uh, they haven't uh, come to a close quarter to understand that the reason is there and uh, they want to kind of change gears and get back to oh absolutely something. you know dilip when you called me uh and i was really excited about this because i tell you what uh, that tweet thread that i put out uh, in which i put out that picture i mean after nitin uh, spoke to me that got almost a million hits okay none of my tweets before that about market had got that kind of a reach so obviously you know i can i could have sensed it that you know it's inspiring people so the fact that you know we want to take it to more and more people you know once you start to get fit uh something happens you want everyone else to also become fit yeah so true you know that's that is such a great aspect of being fit that you know you want others to also progress you know when you're unfit you want the whole world to be unfit but when you're fit you want the world to be fit it's a very statistic we have saying that because i am losing so i also want the world to lose yeah and uh, you know uh, and you want world to you know sort of uh, gain from your perspective and from your example and uh, yeah i mean frankly as i said uh, i have touch would have been able to inspire a lot of people and i hope to continue doing that no i i really want you to do that anuj i mean uh, i mean we need more evangelists and protagonists and not perhaps 
ఫిట్నెస్ ఇన్ఫ్లుయెన్సర్స్ హూ పర్ హ్యాప్స్ డూ దట్ జాబ్ బికాస్ యూ నో ఐ మీన్ టుడేస్ వల్ వీ నో దట్ ఐ మీన్ నథింగ్ బ్యాడ్ బట్ ది బాలీవుడ్ సెలబ్రిటీస్ అండ్ ది స్పోర్ట్స్ పర్సనాలిటీస్ దే ఆర్ డూయింగ్ ఇట్ ఫార్ అ రీజన్ బికాస్ దట్స్ ది జాబ్ దే ఆర్ పేడ్ టు డూ దాట్ అండ్ దే ఆర్ పేడ్ టు లుక్ గుడ్ అండ్ స్టే ఫేట్ బట్ వెన్ i may call the average joe like common man me. absolutely yeah. yes. uh, when we do that it comes yes. from a lens of uh, what is the motivation yes. because it it's we have to understand it's very it's a, it's a very uh, painful and a sadistic uh, routine to put yourself under physical pain it doesn't come easy you can easily slide into your blanket and get that extra few hours of sleep but it takes a special to get up in the morning go out if you're in bombay you have to sweat most of the time of the year if you are somewhere in north during winter you have to brave the you know cold so it takes a special person to do that when you are not like you said in the beginning you are aiming to go to olympics or you are aiming to be a pro athlete right you are still an average guy who's trying to get food to your plate have kids and uh, you know a wife to go back to home to so thank you for doing that and inspiring people and i really want you to keep doing that a lot uh, once in a while maybe uh, go off the grid and uh, uh, tweet about uh, what you ate and what you worked out because it will continue to inspire a lot of people and i really hope to uh, sit and do another conversation with you hopefully uh, maybe after at 10k yes. uh, and uh, see another maybe other. after the next uh, year uh, you know when we are able to both i mean obviously you do full marathon uh, hopefully next year uh, if not next year then definitely the year after that i plan to do a full marathon so hopefully next year itself by the way no i i'm so, definitely excited i so i really want to come we'll back sit, sit together and uh, i really want to come back and have a conversation again because uh-huh. it it just uh, i mean everyone listening and watching um uh you know they would also have a time goal that okay they saw anuj of this version uh now let's see after 12 months uh, where he is uh so that would be a good time stamp for us to end this conversation but thank you anuj once again for taking time i uh when you were talking about issue you realize okay today is another kind of a light day for you because it's wednesday uh, right so so technically it's easy for you so thank you for taking the time out and i I, 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 I you know i told you that uh, except tuesday and thursday Yeah. Uh, any other day I'm fine so yeah. now you know why I told you that but yeah. thank you Dilip so much for setting this up and uh, uh, you came from Bangalore for this so thank you so much uh, and it was lovely talking to you and your own story by the way uh, that was very inspiring I mean after you spoke to me I went through and uh, went through your own journey that was very inspiring no thank and, you and uh, no, no, yeah, like you said it's, you so it's I think uh, like you said rightly right I mean uh, you know when you get into that uh, territory uh and you f- reimagine yourself you want everyone around you to do that and i think that's the uh, that's my goal and uh, you know uh, it is a collective uh, vision we have got to have this conversation because um Uh, we are kind of unbiased because we don't have to sell anything exactly. we don't have to exactly. ask people to click anything exactly. you know we just i mean i just want these stories to go out and people to stay and so once again thank you uh, and uh, uh, we'll catch up with you again thank soon thank you thank you thank you yeah. so much thank so, you so yeah so that was uh, anuj i hope you enjoyed that conversation knowing his other side um, i hope you got some reasons to uh, go out uh, tomorrow or today evening whenever you're watching or listening um to get out and explore your other side um thank you for listening and watching till the end if you had if you have any feedback for me please uh, share on linkedin uh, twitter or you can leave your comments on um, youtube uh, you can also reach out to anuj and uh, you know share your feedback to him and uh, perhaps ask uh, more about how he get got through his journey uh, i'll uh, link his twitter uh, profile and ways for you to reach out uh, thank you once again uh, and i see you in the next episode uh, with another new guest trying to explore their other side thank you